Greetings, Earthlings. Today I'm back with a review of another handheld dynamic microphone. That microphone being the Audix OM2, a brand that we've never reviewed on this channel. If you are interested in this microphone, it will cost you around $100. Like always, I'll throw some links down below. For this review, I've got the microphone connected directly to the Focusrite 18i20 2nd Gen, gain set just at around 430. I will not do any kind of post-processing, but I may boost it in post, so check the doobly-doo to see what I diddly did. And PewDiePie, doobly-doo is not 2013, it's 2020. Take note. Or something. <laughs> I don't know. Why am I calling up PewDiePie? That's stupid. Now let's talk about what comes in the box. I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> First off, you will get a storage pouch to keep everything in. You'll, of course, get the microphone. A microphone clip with a 5 8 to 3 8 inch microphone stand adapter. Some documentation. And a sticker. <laughs> <laughs> Then as far as the build quality, the microphone feels extremely sturdy and well put together, which is exactly what you would be looking for for a stage microphone. It has an all metal body as well as a very firm metal mesh grill. I could not get any give to it. It weighs in at 307 grams. There are no switches or anything as you move around the microphone. On the rear, you will find the XLR port and this microphone is assembled in the USA. Then as far as the specs, this microphone has a hypercardioid polar pattern, a frequency response of 50 Hz to 16 kHz, a sensitivity of around negative 56 dB, a max SPL of greater than 140 dB, and an impedance of 290 ohms. Now I am spinning around the OM2 to 90 degrees so you can hear what the off-axis rejection and coloration is. We'll continue around the microphone and here is where a null area ought to be. We'll continue around to 180 degrees. Here is what it sounds like from the rear. Continue around to the second null-ish area, then to 90 degrees, and then we will rotate and end at the front of the microphone. Now let's see how well the microphone does at rejecting plosives. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Now I am right on top of the microphone to demonstrate the proximity effect on this thing. Now I'm about three inches away from the microphone with a pointed at the corner, pointed at the bleh, 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 pointed at the corner of my mouth, and here is how it sounds. That sentence is extremely difficult to say, and I said it about five times. Now I'm about one foot away from the microphone, and here is how it's sounding. Two feet away from the microphone, and about four feet away from the microphone. Now I am typing on a keyboard with Gatoron blue switches to see how much of my voice versus how much of the keyboard it picks up. And for you elite gamers, now I am typing on the sad W keys. Here is how the microphone sounds in a well-treated room. And here is how the microphone sounds in a completely untreated room. I forgot how to clap. First one, I missed my other hand. <laughs> because this is a handheld microphone, I will pass it back and forth between my hands to see how it does at rejecting handling noise. And in case you're using this for a podcast, I will go ahead and tap the desk to see how well it does at rejecting that while it's in a microphone stand. And I'll tap the microphone stand. 
And now, because I am an extremely annoying person, I am going to tap the body of this microphone to see if there are any kind of resonant frequencies. Next, I know the majority of people should not be cupping a microphone, but in case you are somebody who wants to know how that performs, I will go ahead and cup the microphone now so you can hear how that sounds. Here is how it sounds without any of the grill being obstructed. And now I have completely encapsulated the side of the capsule and just the front of it is uncovered. And here is how it sounds. Let me get a little bit more aggressive. And now I have completely cupped the microphone like I'm going to do some pig squeals in a death metal band. That's how it performs. I think I clipped there. There you go. Now I want to do a very quick comparison against the Audix OM2 and a bunch of other stage handheld dynamic microphones so we can see where this thing stacks up, where it fits in, and if it's a redheaded stepchild or anything. And I'm sorry if you're redheaded, I mean no offense, if you'll excuse the expression or something. Let's test it. We'll start on the Audix OM2, and I am three inches off of this microphone. The gain on the 18i20 is set at 430, no post-processing, and here is how it sounds. Let's jump to the first one and compare it to that. First up, I am on the Lewitt MTP250DM. This is an $80 XLR dynamic microphone. Same gain, same distance from the microphone. Check the lower third to see how much I boosted this in post. And let's jump back to the Audix and compare it to some more microphones. Let's do that. We are back on the Audix OM2. Same distance, same gain. Because we're comparing it against so many mics, we're going to breeze through these. Let's jump to the next mic after you've heard this. Now we are on a microphone that I would be shocked if anybody thought I would not be comparing it against the Audix. We are on the Shure SM58. $100 for this dynamic microphone. Three inches off. Gain at 430 still, check the lower third, and here is how this microphone sounds. Let's jump back to the Audix and do a couple more comparisons, or a lot more than a couple more. A lot more. Guess what? We're back on the Audix OM2 again, so you can hear how this microphone sounds before we jump to another one and compare it to that one. Hey, 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 now we are on the SE Electronics SEV7 Super Cardioid Handheld Dynamic Microphone. This goes for $100, if I am not mistaken, and I do believe it is Super Cardioid, but here is how this microphone sounds. Same distance, same gain setting, check the lower third, and let's jump to the Audix again and do even more comparisons. You're never going to guess it, but guess what? We're back on the Audix OM2, and I don't know why I said you're never going to guess it. Guess what? Because if you're never going to guess it, why am I asking you to guess it? That's stupid of me. This is the Audix OM2. Let's jump to another mic. Now we are on the AKG D5, another handheld dynamic microphone, another $100 handheld dynamic microphone. Same distance, same gain setting, and here is how this microphone sounds compared against the Audix. We've got a couple more microphones to compare it against, so I'm not going to ramble anymore, even though I've already been rambling quite a bit so far, so this is kind of redundant for me to say it, and counterintuitive and counterproductive, really. But <laughs> this was the AKG D5. Let's jump to the Audix. Bad joke, Andrew. Bad joke. Do you ever wonder about the meaning of life? Do you have a free moment to speak about our Lord and Savior Zondu? I... <laughs> This is the Audix OM2, and we're back on this mic. Here's how it sounds. Let's jump to... I'm an idiot. Let's jump to another mic. 
Now we are on the ElectroVoice ND76, which is another handheld dynamic microphone, which goes for, say it with me, $100, or three easy payments of $33.33. They call the number. Okay, this is the ND76. Let's jump back to the Audix and do a couple more comparisons. And we are back on the Audix OM2 again, so you can hear how this microphone sounds. Let us jump to another one. Now we are on the Sennheiser E835, an incredibly popular $100 handheld dynamic microphone. Here is how this sounds at the exact same distance and the exact same gain setting. Check the lower third to see if I boosted any of these differently in post, which I most likely will have had to do, had to have done. Here's this microphone. Let's jump back to the Audix and we've got one more mic to compare it against. I'll tell you what. I fear that these microphone comparisons where I slowly lose my mind is where I am going to lose my audience because they are going to either be terrified or they are going to become offended by something that I unknowingly say that's offensive. But here we are. <laughs> that's a sincere fear. I'm on the Audix OM2 again. Let's jump to another microphone and compare it to that. I hope this is the last one. I think this is the last one we're comparing it against. And lastly, we are on the Bayer Dynamique. Uh, TGV70. TGV? I love that guy. Great watch channel, TGV, the Urban Gentry. But TGV, v, TGV V70, D70, whatever the name is, $170 if I'm not mistaken. Handheld dynamic mic, same distance, same gain setting, check the lower third. Here is how this microphone sounds compared to the Audix OM2. And that concludes all of the comparisons. Let me know in the comments down below which of these microphones did you like the best? Did the Audix perform well for you? Or did you like any of these other microphones a bit better? I've got an Audix mic on the stand and it's assembled in the USA I think that that's real tight and I don't want to have to sleep all day I don't want to sleep, I'd rather test my life away And I don't mean poked and prodded in a laboratory till I die, I mean testing microphones until I die and I don't even sleep my day away, I wake up at like 5.30 every morning for a day job and I have to tell you. I love it. Yay. Okay, the $100 handheld vocal dynamic microphone marketplace is incredibly competitive. I'll start with that. And first up, in terms of pros, we had some pretty great performance in terms of background noise rejection, and we also had some nice performance with the off-axis rejection as well. Surprisingly, when we cupped the microphone, it didn't sound good, it's never going to sound good, but the audio was not destroyed. That is a huge benefit for this microphone, and this may not be a pro for everybody, but I really like seeing microphones that are either made in the USA or assembled in the USA, and this is assembled in the USA, so big thumbs up from me. 
And then as far as cons, the main issue that stuck out to me was the handling noise. It was a very squeaky type of handling noise, and I think those frequencies will interfere with human voice a lot more than a low-end rumble. And I also found the plosive rejection not to be the worst, but not to be very great. So the singer will have to have pretty good microphone technique to avoid popping the microphone. And now what are my overall thoughts and opinions of this microphone? On the electric guitar, I thought it was usable. It was pretty dang crunchy in the upper frequencies, which gave us some really aggressive tones. It almost reminded me a bit of a Nails recording, if you've ever heard that band. The low mids I did find to be a little bit boxy, and due to that crunchy top end, when I got to the upper register of the guitar, I did find it to be a little bit piercing, not the worst, but not something that I would really look for in a guitar mic. Then on the acoustic guitar, I did find the low mids to be a little bit too much, and overall, I wasn't a big fan of the scooped mid sound. Yes, you don't have actual scooped mids, but you have the boost to the low end, you got the boost to the high end, and you don't touch the mids. That gives you kind of the V shape that you get from it, and I wasn't too keen on it for the acoustic. Then for singing, I did enjoy the sound of the microphone, but I think you'll need to do some EQing because to my ears, there was a bit too much going on around the 200 hertz range, and it got to be a little bit muddy and unclear, but the big presence and treble boost did add some nice clarity to the vocals, and I think ultimately that would be a benefit if you're putting the vocals in a full mix. And lastly, for spoken word, I think the top end of this microphone gets to be a little bit crunchy, but honestly, that's to be expected in these more affordable dynamics that have these large boosts. But because of the large boost to the top end and the boost to the low end, you get a much more modern V-shaped sound, especially when you compare it to something like the 58, which is very dark and closed off sounding. And this mic also doesn't get overly nasally like other dynamics tend to do. And to wrap up, would I recommend the Audix OM2? It's not my first pick, but if you're looking for a more modern sound with a big presence and treble boost and a big bass boost and a more neutral midsection and a hypercardioid polar pattern with the null areas at 150 degrees, then yes, I would recommend it. I know that's a very specific use case with a lot of caveats. If that's what you're looking for, for 100 bucks, I don't know many other options. As I said, it's not my first pick. I really like the SEV7. And with the OM2, I do think the low end gets to be a little bit uncontrolled. So I think you will ultimately need to throw on a high pass filter or do some kind of EQ. So just keep that in mind if you're looking at picking this thing up. And I think that's gonna wrap up for today. If you found the video fun, interesting, or helpful, Go ahead and give me a thumbs up. If you hate it, big old thumbs down. Wanna hang out on a Discord server? Bruh. Bruh, we got a tight Discord server. Podcastage.com slash Discord. We talk about mics and, and I almost said the S word and stuff. We talk about stuff. Also, <laughs> also uh, other things. And if you want to support the channel and become one of these awesome people over here, you can do that. All you got to do, click that join button, join at the $5 tier or higher. It really does help me continue to bring you these videos. If you do want to join at the $1 tier as well, you also get access to the members only podcast. But until next time, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. I love you all. Hope you had an amazing Thanksgiving. I'll talk to you next week.